Truth in God, Part 2. To summarize my experience navigating healthcare as a trans queer person of color in the United States of America, as I cried for progression, I watched a box of tissues slide across a desk. I was an inconvenience. My safety and humanity was not a pertinent issue that anyone cared to resolve. When I cried desperately for help, I was several times warned, Do you understand what this is going to cost? This, as in the quality of my life. I don't know. Please tell me. Would you put a price tag on my life? What is the dollar value of my existence? In that moment, I was reminded that a fiscal dollar was worth more than my life. I was in the ring with suicidal ideation. Working in the American healthcare system taught me firsthand that resistance to change lives internally. Change to the systems would mean we must first be held accountable as individuals, including myself. There are numerous fault lines in the healthcare system. I think the most dangerous of them all being individuals unwilling to speak up. Let's go back, Explorer, to the year 2020. For months, after a series of traumatic events in my life, I was haunted by suicidal ideation. Like my shadows, it followed me everywhere. I was haunted and possessed by my yearning self. I sought medical help July of 2020. My impulse control was unregulated and left me inches from my life, more than once in my own hands. Since then, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and medicated with a mood stabilizer. I've benefited greatly from medication, and it has helped me control the intensity of my emotions, which allowed me to gain clarity, slowed me down for a moment to see. Previously, I had been reluctant to medical help, coming from an immigrant family where mental health is as foreign as we are. I held tight the personal belief that holistic healing should come before medicine, without understanding what holistic healing meant. Life forced me to break generational stigmas. I swallow my pride every day to swallow a tiny pill. It was agonizing how much it took for me to get there. Shortly, after beginning treatment, my journey was uprooted due to an insurance change. Exhausted, I listened to the phone ring and ring endlessly as I desperately called every clinic on a list of phone numbers. My new primary care doctor cut me short as I told my story. You are going to need a different kind of professional for that. Months later, a Mrs. Caucasian who respectfully showed no understanding of cultural sensitivity called back. I was telling all of my providers that something was very wrong. No one showed that they were listening. I kept hearing, you seem fine. Don't be so hard on yourself. Through tears, I would say that I'm so afraid of killing myself. Something is wrong. I shouldn't be trying so hard to stay alive. I persisted and Mrs. Caucasian finally referred me to her colleague. After that experience, I had never felt more betrayed by God. The testing was dreadful. Dr. Colleague found pitiful ways to laugh at me. During the testing, I heard, Oh, you poor thing. 
after long-awaited results. At that point, I didn't care about a diagnosis. I didn't care about meds. I wanted someone, anyone, to tell me that they heard me, that there existed tools to help. I needed hope. I got a test of faith. I needed hope. What I got was a test of faith. A doctor colleague had to reschedule my results appointment because she forgot while she was busy at her cabin. But, but I had taken the day off. I knew no matter what, there would be so many emotions. I, I didn't know how to hold those emotions. I would hold them so tight because they were the only familiar things in my life. If I would let them go, then I'd have nothing to hold on to. And since I held on, they would not pass. So we met the next day on a video call during my break at work. Dr. Colleague said, you're doing fine. Keep doing what you're doing. Dr. Colleague implied that I was drug-seeking, also that I had cheated on my test. Then going over my results, Dr. Colleague laughed. There were some areas that you tested far above average and other areas where you tested borderline impaired. You were like a broken little glider plane with jet engines that roar. Explorer, you know I confess to cheating. But this time, I did not cheat. In that moment, the thread that was holding me together finally tore, and I wept. Wept. My throat started to close, and I could no longer speak when Dr. Colleague said, Look, I can't be your therapist right now. I hate to leave you like this, and if you had been honest on your intake about how you feel about yourself... I would have sent you to the hospital immediately right now. Explore, truthfully, the rest here gets blurry, but I'll do my best. After I stepped out of my car, I exploded. I called the employee health nurse. They found me outside and got me off of the street. We sat on a curb. I followed their breaths. The next thing I remember is looking down and into my eyes. I looked down at my hands to see that I was holding a knife. There's a reason I have a tattoo of my eye on the back of my hand. I had to call for help. I fell to the ground. Once someone, when someone picked up the phone, I cried out for help. They said, put the knife down. I did. Please stay on the phone. I'm here. I'm here. We'll be right there. When I said I was afraid of dying, it was not because I had some elaborate plan to kill myself. I was afraid of dying because sometimes my emotions got the best of me. I would get lost in the woods. These woods. I would find myself going a hundred miles an hour down a back road or hanging off the edge of a bluff. It felt like I was screaming in a bad dream and no one could hear me. I started to get high. And then higher. To ease the pain. At one point, I was getting high in the bathroom and going back to work. I got so high that high was no longer high enough. I tried a new high, and my God, 7.9 grams later, I saw God. 2020, I started the eating well, exercising, going on walks. I started skating and journaling, and life came to be something I loved. 
the mindfulness, the gratitude, the simplicity of life, worth living. But I could only ever hold presence for moments at a time. My mind would play tricks on me in the dead of the night. Sometimes I was here, sometimes I wasn't. Sometimes I could tell when I left, sometimes I couldn't. I would lose track of how long I was gone. Out of self-preservation, I quit my job, September 2021. I was forced to face the reality that people did love me, but the system was not built to help me. Why did people keep telling me that I seemed okay? I don't want to be okay, I want to feel alive. I now understand my life's purpose, why it was God's will for me to endure this treachery. Maybe a voice like mine, coming from a loving, peaceful, and rational mind, holds the potential to deliberately call out the systemically oppressive nature of said systems in such a way that maybe evokes real change. As an immigrant in the United States, I don't have the same opportunities to fall and fail. My consequences in some ways are more severe. I'm a DACA recipient, and getting in trouble, breaking the law, could mean losing it all. It has been equally as challenging taking accountability for the areas of my life where I gave up. After I quit my job, I stopped taking my meds. Why? Because I wanted out. I knew in my right mind that I loved life, I wanted to live. I hoped that manic and off my meds, I would go far into my old pattern of looking for death. I briefly tried to drive to Mexico after some time living out of my car. I ended up on a living room floor. I went back home to my family when I ran out of gas. My dad described me as a ghost. You are haunting, get out of my house. He was right, I was a ghost. At best, a shell of a person. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was winning when I got up to brush my teeth. Some days, even that was too much. To describe it all, I guess I would say it's like being in an empty room where all the walls are white. And every sin I had ever committed was written in blood for me to read, Jesus Christ. Look at what I've done. I was stuck sitting there on the floor. I could not shut my eyes. I could not move. In the room there were echoes, but it was not my voice. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Wouldn't dead feel so nice? What are you good for? God, please. I cannot suffer much more. The day I muttered those words, my mom came to sit across from me. My mom still says that that year I gave her so many gray hairs. My mama said to me, It's okay that you fell. But now, what are you going to do? I cried. That night, I said, fuck. I can't kill myself. That's when I heard God whisper. Pick up your feet and take the next step. I realized that the greatest gift I could give this world is staying alive and sharing my truth day by day, step by step. I couldn't have done it without my family, even when they were holding their breath, even when they didn't always understand. Somehow, I made it to here, and now, I'm here to be with you, friend. As Mickey, a trans, queer, immigrant, 
I hid in plain sight before the Catholic Church, fulfilling my calling to share the message of love through mi reina, la Virgen de Guadalupe. To this day, I have found nothing that makes my heart beat the way her words do. It took 23 years. 23 years to find the kingdom of God that resides within me. When God found me, I found Michelle sobbing in the house of Our Lady of Guadalupe in her church. God said, only I can judge you. That day, I walked out with my head high as Mickey. On December 12th, 2021, I decided that I'm going to pick up where I left off, choosing my way. I have nothing to lose because I have nothing left to hide. This is my truth. If you blink too fast, sometimes I vanish. I will be next to you, then I won't. Sometimes you might find me and I was distracted by beauty. Other times you might find me and I'm in the middle of a cause, on a mission, to help where I'm needed. But explore, there is a string around your finger that is tethered to my heart. Pull it and you will realize that I'm never far. The past few days, I asked myself if I was in love with you or if I was in love with the idea of being with you. In doing so, I learned a lot about myself. Through it all, I have refused to stop smiling and laughing through the pain. On the outside, I wear a mask. I've worn it for so long that sometimes I forget I still have one on. Although sometimes I mimic some sense of stability, behind this mask there is a mere child hurting, unknowingly causing destruction. I'm reaching out to you with such detail because I trust you. I needed someone to understand my pain. I understand that you cannot see mental health the way you see a broken leg, or someone who is symptomatic from a cold. I believe it's important to share symptoms that others can't see. Coming from a family of immigrants where mental health is brand new, I've had to learn so much on my own. I've been tirelessly working on healing from my adversities and living my healthiest life. No one talks about how difficult that truly is. Probably why most people avoid it. I've learned that caging my pain only ignites its fury once it inevitably escapes. Thank you for receiving my words, Explorer. Thank you for being someone I can trust. Explorer, hear my rebirth. Born to the world again, La Virgen de Guadalupe. She has always been a symbol to your life, beginning with your familia who used her to protect you praying to her for your well-being while you departed from your homeland, praying that she protects you on your journey as you travel across the planet, praying that she loves you, protects you, and gives you the strength you need to persevere through any hardship life may bring. They sent pieces of La Virgen that were hand-selected for you to remind you, do you recall that those hand-carved delicate pieces of art always made it to your hands safe? never once fragmented while they travel across the planet, being carried in the hands of dozens of strangers who must have known the delicacy such a sacred package should be carried with. This force is a knowing that goes beyond our understanding, knowing that is subconscious and a complete surrender to her infinite strength. When she lands in their hands, she transfers her love into theirs, if only for a moment slowing busy hands so that she may be handled with care to get to you. Shy of a miracle. Do you realize that you have been protected by this love from the moment you entered this world? Why? 
well. Your infinite strength has radiated from the moment you were born. You hold the same power that through your life stops dozens of strangers that cross your path, if only for a moment, to handle you with care. It is a knowing that goes beyond our understanding, a complete surrender to your infinite strength. You have the capacity to radiate your love into the hearts of others, the capacity to slow a busy mind enough to see you, and the gift of an opportunity for them to see themselves. Through your light, those of the hearts you have touched also know, perhaps without understanding, that you are to be handled with care. Your mama, the first human to experience your radiance. As you grew day by day in her room, she felt your strength grow. Your first heartbeat meant thunder to the north, screaming freedom to the bird. She was the first to feel your love radiate through her body, beaming through her a light, a light of love that she didn't think existed in the unjust world she lived in. She knew long before you were born that you were special. Tu padre, the second human to experience your radiance outside of the womb. From the moment he held you in his arms, he knew he was endowed the responsibility of providing you with all the opportunities that he could. He felt the weight of your power. His world froze when he looked at you and saw himself, except with you having swords in your eyes. The first two people you touched would be mo so moved by your power that they would later decide to leave everything they knew behind and begin their lives anew across the land, inspired by your love to embark into the unknown. Today is a wonderful day to be alive. The sun will beam down upon the earth and you will have the opportunity to bear witness to its beauty. Today, you have the power to be whatever you choose. You have the strength to love those who need it, not just those who say they deserve it. As you choose your attire for the day, remember to wear a smile. Patience, kindness, calm will get you through the most challenging of days. Have you not made it through all of your bad days? Overcome countless adversities. Persevere. There will always be challenges that cross your path. But never has there been one, and never will there be one, that will stop you. Build a new road when something stops you in your tracks. While you get ready in the morning, look in the mirror. Admire your beauty. Your exterior reflection is simply a reflection of the beauty that lives within you. Dance in the mirror and pay attention to your muscles contract as you move. Feel your body grow stronger. Let the energy from your heart flow. Take a moment to recognize that you're alive. Take a moment to show gratitude to your body, that your body and your mind are connected. Stop. Look in the mirror. Stare at your scars. Let your mind hear the story of how they came to be. These scars tell story of your pain, the pain you have endured, and a testament to your body's ability to heal. Take a moment to feel gratitude for your body. All of the hard work it does without a single ask. Look in the mirror. If you happen to see something you don't like, stop. Take a moment to ask yourself, is there something I can do? If no, allow yourself to feel the feeling of dislike. Sit in stillness until you hear your heartbeat that you are perfect just as you are. If you can, 
What goals can you set to work towards changing the things you don't like? The commitment you make towards living your healthiest life is a direct expression of love and compassion for yourself. Whatever you do for these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Whatever you do for you, you do for them. The passion to bring love and light into this world begins with you. Love yourself the way you so deeply love others. Breathe. You are thriving. Remember, persistence is key. 21 years later, my ancestors and I have fended the colonizers. My ancestors share with me endurance, strength, resilience, and pride. Though the truth is, sometimes I detest my ancestors for callousing my exterior so much. It makes it harder for me to connect with others. I do not want to meet others as allies, only because I don't think of us as separate. It's not you. It's not me. It's us. I don't hate white people. They've been my neighbors, my friends. Some have become my family. How do you tell family? Sometimes they hurt you the most. The truth is, I've been hurt by people of color too, for loving who I love and how I love, as if love does not supersede all. Someone can be hurtful and harmful, but still be doing their best. That has been me. I have been that. Sometimes I am hurtful and harmful, but please give me a chance. We almost made it to the end, friend. I have a mistake to confess. I knew where this episode would take me. Still, I did not tell anyone where I was going. A gamble with my life, I vow, to never repeat again. Please ask for support. Please. You are worthy and deserving of love, and I love you. Congrats, Explorer. We made it to the other side, with arms stretched and open wide, hand hugs and all. I honor you, because I know I'm not the only one that falls. Our stories are different, but our suffering is the same. When I say I love you, I mean that I would take my last breath for you. Reflecting back in this brief moment, do you know God, feel God, or believe in God? I know you are God. I know I am God. And I know we are both her. I feel God when I love you. I believe in us. I believe in unity. I believe in God. This is Mickey playing their role. Until next time, friend. Oh, wait. One more time. I love you. Explore, if you're filling up for a side quest adventure, I welcome you to join us on the brand new Better Than I'm a podcast Instagram page. We will release this episode update and other updates, most importantly, build community where we can connect and talk to each other. You are the other half to this, equally as important. What truths do you want to hear? We'll be getting ready for the next season. Yes, there will be a season two where we welcome new designated explorers. We want you to come share your truth.